G'day guys, welcome to the NRL Fantasy Preview for 2024 for the Cronulla Sharks. TK and Pat in the house through through this one. Patty, your first potty of the year, man. I'm, I'm glad you're back, bro. I'm feeling good, man. It's good to good to be back. Good to have fantasy and just footy back on the horizon. Back on the couch. Do you like my new chair, mate? I, I love it. It looks really good. It's so comfortable. Yeah. Is it like inflated? No, no, it's not inflated. I got like New Year's Eve. One of my mates had the exact same chair. I just sat on it all evening, and I go, "This is a perfect new potty chair," and it's called Spinfex from Anaconda. It was about seventy bucks. It's half price at the moment. Yeah, that's pretty good. Depending when you listen to this part. I, um, I can't, I've, uh, I've got a good story about camping chairs. The last camping chair I owned, I, um, I burnt and threw it, threw it in the bin because, <laughs> and just said, like, that was my last trip camping. So I'm not going to purchase that camping chair you got over there. There you go. Well, before we rip into some fantasy talk, just making sure that you all join the fun on social media. We're at Talking League Pod on TikTok, Facebook, and Instagram. Talking League 1 on Twitter. You can also find all the info at TalkingLeaguePod.com. Now, the Sharkies, they finished sixth on the ladder in 2023. 2024 gains, Billy Burns and Michael Gabriel. And 2024 losses, Wade Graham's retired. Jensen Tonopia, Matt Moylan to UK, and Connor Trace to the Doggies. Now, Paddy, looking at their first 10 games into the bye... Uh, sorry, first five, four games into the bye. We've got New Zealand, the Dogs, Tigers, Canberra, bye... Rabbitohs, Cowboys, Canberra, Dragons, and Melbourne. I'm licking my lips here, and we're going to have plenty to say. Yeah, very nice. Nice draw. Very nice opening. We're going to look at the studs, duds, cashies, and breakouts, but I think we're going to spend a lot of time on this first gentleman. How good is this place? Nico Hines, $1 million, a break-even of 72, back-to-back top NRL fantasy scorer. Now... He's been deserted a little bit. He's, he's kind of like a pod play at the moment because everyone's going the Cleary route. But your thoughts here, Paddy? I don't know why. Like, I don't <laughs> understand what we've seen. Like, he's been a gun. Like, I think the in that first year, so in 2022, where there was the hesitation, a lot of people didn't necessarily start with him or there was the risk there because he was the unknown quantity in the halfback role. Yeah. But now you've got two years of pretty solid data and I think the the big through line, and this is with all the Sharkies players from an NRL and a fantasy perspective, is that the team hasn't really changed. The structures are in place. Like, Fitzy knows what he wants. I don't know why that would mean that Nico's going to decline. So, yeah, like, for me, it's actually a flip of the coin. If you don't want to start with both, which I'm going to be, but if you don't want to start with both, I don't know why it's so skewed towards Cleary. Neither do I. And I, I actually think that we need to start with both. This is the first year where my strategy is changing. And the reason why is I always run out of trades. And a lot of it has to do with either getting one out and then getting one back in and figuring out how to all do it. I think they're both at a really good price. Both have great buy schedules. In terms of Cleary, he's going to miss 13 and 16 when he's going to be in origin anyway. I don't have an expectation of Hines playing origin. He plays 13 and 19. Yeah, Like, what's the UC? What I think what is going to happen is... In these first 10 games, Nico's going to go on a tear. Mm. And then he's going to be too expensive for everyone to try and get in unless you bin the chin. Yeah. And then you're screwed. Then you're back in the cycle. Yeah. Back in the washing machine. Now, yeah, I reckon just on that, I've, I kind of put when I was thinking about it, like he plays such a six style. So I could see a world where he does get the six for New South. I actually thought that was his best spot last year when they were thinking about potentially moving from Luai. Yeah. Like pairing him with Cleary. So maybe Madge like sees that as well. Like that would be my only risk, but you know, that's what that's round thirteen. And to your point, like looking at the, that start of the draw, you've got the Warriors which 
I think that's away as well. So, you know, a bit of a, a tougher game, but like into the Dogs, Tigers, and and Canberra, like I've got all, I've got the three of those in my bottom four, like <laughs> straight out. Yeah. So, okay. The, the elephant in the room is Tricky Trindle. Yeah. Now, there's no doubt he declined in average, like with Moylan in average seventy six, without Moylan sixty nine, and there's no doubt that when Tricky Trindle came into the team, we saw a switch where Tricky Trindle was taking some kicks, right? Mm. And some goal kicking. But Nico last year was not a healthy Nico. Enter no. the year with a calf injury. Mm. And then the origin drama. Then there's a undisclosed injury that no one knew about, a groin injury. Yeah. And then the finish with a quad injury. And then the two last injuries came when Tricky came back into the team. Mm. I've got no doubt that that was a big beneficiary for Trindle taking more kicks and then also having a goal kick during games. There was a stage in the Roosters game which he was in doubt for. He had to come back and take kicks because Tricky was kicking so bad. (laughs) I um, even just even on that, if you purely look at those numbers, so Tricky came in as part of the reaction, right? Like the Sharks were going through a slump, and they had to change things. they, They needed to change things up. So even with that, and like Nico was affected by the slump. I mean, you know, he still was banging out some pretty good scores. Yeah, but if you take a look at the his last four games. 73, 64, 90, and 95. <laughs> He's got two 90s with, to finish. Like, that's with Tricky. So, what's the... Like, what's the issue? Mate, <laughs> I don't so see the problem. Against non-top eight teams, the average is 78. Yeah, it's craziness. And they've got eight of them the first 10 games. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. It's... Like, it's mate, you've got to figure out a way to get Nico Hines in your team. Yeah, he's, like, a, he's an absolute gun. And that's the other thing. Do you want to be on the back end of him putting scores on teams? Like, no. I just say no. It's going to be a fun no. watch, right? Yeah, going to be big and there's this year it's such a it's an anomaly kind of year where there's there's options at you know that 400k mark especially in the middle especially in the pack you know what uh, granted tricky trindle what i like about him he's got a really good long kicking game what that doesn't come into the sharks for me the sharks have the best back five coming out of the backfield yeah by third tackle we're generally on the halfway Mm. that just eliminates tricky's long kicking game because yeah. essentially they're going to have attacking kicking game. And who's he going to go to? Mm. Hines. <laughs> like, his kick meters won't... I don't think he's going to dramatically fall down. I don't expect Tricky to do no kicking. What I think people should do is put him in, work out how to put him in the team. There's two indicators we're looking for in the trials. And I think the second trial will probably get close to a full game together with him. Who's goal kicking? Yeah, not, only, not only does Hines strike the ball, but he's statistically better. Mm. So I'm expecting in 99% it's going to be Hines. Yeah. Two, how does the style of play change? If it's not changed and Hines is still taking the majority of kicks, get him in your team because something bad's going to happen. You're going to get left behind. Yeah, I think Yeah, I think that's second point, the style of, of play. Like if they change or, I mean, for me, all the indicators are more that he's going to be running more and he's a better, like he's a really dangerous runner. So again, that to me is only a positive. Like if he's kicking only, you know, 200 Meters less, 150 meters less. What, what are we talking there? Like six points. He'll probably make that up in a couple of tackle breaks. And goal kicks. And goal kicks. So I don't, yeah, I don't see that as a negative. I think for like the only red flag, if you were to try and split between, and we were kind of just talking about this before around like pan, the Panthers and Sharkies, is this is like a really big year for me for the Sharks because they're either going to 
kind of like I don't think they can tread water. Like last year, they kind of went through that period. They got exp- again like that same top eight. You know, can't beat top eight teams. Yep, comes back to them. So I feel like this year they either overcome that and they actually place better, like more, again, back into the top four. They compete against harder teams or they take a bit of a tumble and it's a bit of a holding pattern because AFB comes in 25, which is like a massive like shot in the arm for them. And so, I think that's the major catalyst this year. Mm. Who wants to be on board? Because they've got a yeah. lot of players off contract, right? And a lot of the middle. So I think that's why we'll see the weakness in the team is the middle. Yeah. But they're all off, pretty much all off contract. Yeah, so everyone's all contract is all competitive in the middle. <laughs> it's going to be very competitive. They want to be on the boat when AFB arrives, right? Yeah, it's so. true. Yeah, I mean, and that's like that's the only thing that I would say is like, if you're if you're really off the sharks, and that's where you think Heinz will decline. But even then, like we've seen gun plays in like shit teams still be gun plays. So why I just don't see how his fantasy game changes. Okay, like at all. By round 10, they play in the Storm. What do you think his average is going to project out? First 10 games. First 10. I'm going high 70s. Yeah, he's got a real nice run. I'd say mid, mid-70s. mid Like, I've got him projected for the year, like, 70 to 74. So, I yep. reckon he'll he'll have a solid 74, 75 by, mid, by round 10. I like it. Like I said, we're trying to be partial by giving the indicators of what you should be looking at in the trials. But there's always a risk that tricky... Something Heinz might even get injured again. Yeah, like, it's true. Who knows? Like he got injured in a trial last year. Yeah, that's right. So yeah, anything can happen. Well, but I do think that people should try to, if they can. I think there's enough value mm. at the moment, especially around the mids and the edges, that you could take a chance of potentially not running a Haas and running the two best players in fantasy. Yeah, I'll. And they're both going to be fun. Like if they both Damn jackpot man. that same week, like you're just going to be loving life. I think so, bro. Especially early. Mm-hmm. All right, let's move on. Cameron McInnes, 704K break-even of 51. Now, Dale Factor last year here, Paddy. Now, what? He averaged at lock 58 in 58 minutes. He had two games of 80-plus. Now, what? He had 44 average without him. Sorry, with him and 58 without him. Yeah. Big, big skew, mate. That's it. Like, it's just about Dale. Like, Dale missed a lot of last year with the... It was his peck, wasn't it? I think he did his peck. So... He got the start. He got the minutes. Like, I just even even if he starts round one at thirteen, I just if I see Dale on the bench, I just don't know what that means. Would you like to have Dale number ten? Oh, no, I just don't want Dale there at all. Like, yes, if he was at ten, it would it would help. I think, but. Like, we just saw, like, even to start last year, remember at the start of last year, we were all sitting around being like, does does Fitzy hate McInnes? Because his role dramatically decreased from the year prior. It was yeah. like, he was just doing, he was just wasn't getting the game time, and I don't know what it was. And then it was almost like, Fitzy's like, oh, wait a second, this guy would give his absolute ass to, to for anything. Like, he busted his ass every single week, every time he's on the field. Like, he needs to be getting the minutes. Thing with Cam, but can you go him and Nico because they've got a round five buy? You do sit a lot of salary early on in the season if you do go him. Yeah, I I don't think so. I don't think he can. Like he's also he's also at an awkward price. Like at seven hundred k, like it's a it's a gamble. Like he's not a guaranteed. He is a gun if his role was clear, <laughs> but he's not a guarantee. Like his role's just not guaranteed. So you'd be outlaying money on someone who can be starting the bench and then his role reverts back to the beginning of last yeah. year where he's only doing 45 minutes. 
I guess the, you know we're talking about key indicators. The key indicator here is if Dale is healthy. Yeah, if he's healthy. <laughs> if mate, Dale's he's, not in round one if and he's, he's out for ten weeks, yeah, if he's you're injured, over him. like if Dale at any point is out for an extended period, then again, it's the same as last year. Like he was a he, massive buy signals went up for, for yeah. McInnes. Like it's just the it's very much the same. I think um, I put here like even if he's named to start in round one, I I would avoid purely to give him the the three dates and see. Well, probably the post the buy, is. right? Like post his yeah. buy, and then I mean, maybe after the sharks buy, you've probably got enough data to say, okay, he's got the role, he's got the minutes, he's worth worth yeah, a pick up, and then you could finish the year with him. That's very smart advice. Let's move to the next one. Britain to Nicola, seven hundred and twenty-two k here. Paddy break even at fifty-two. I went him back here end of the year. You went him as well. Didn't I you? went him as well. Yeah, hard watch. Because essentially he relies on so many attacking yeah. stats. Like he did improve. Like he had a fantasy year last year, right? What he averaged, what, 52. Mm-hmm. But it's just, he's just not one of those back rowers. He's not like a feeder where he yeah. can crash through and has a high, real yeah. high ceiling. And at the same time, he's not, he just doesn't have that kind of work rate as well. Yeah. Or he will do it one game. And then next week, next week he'll just take three three runs for two tries. Yeah, <laughs> it, it, it's just kind of like a weird little scenario that Britain's got. Yeah, I was um, I've got the stats. So he's he's got a point three strike rate in so one in every three games. So one in much. every three, right? So at thirty percent, that's like that's, that's pretty, pretty good. good. <laughs> that's pretty good. Yeah. So when you break it like that, but to your point, you actually said it really well there. It's not he doesn't have the highlights tries. So he runs as, like, I think he's one of the most underrated back rowers in the comp. Runs awesome lines. I and think, he does you know what, a Pat, try. I think he's, his runs are too good. Yeah. Because no one touches him. He's untouched. Him. Like, he's untouched. It's not a Fafita, you know, you mentioned it there. Fafita's going bumping off people, and, like, next thing you know, there's 10 tackle breaks in a try. For him, it's like, literally, he runs that line and that angle. Maybe he brushes, like, he breaks one shoulder, and then he scores a try. So, like, it's, it's a bit of a shame, but I think he's just, he's at, he's at his value. Yeah, right? like he's at his price. So if you're going to spend that much, you've got to be looking elsewhere. One for the draft board and then maybe one definitely. for a bit of fun and games for the last 10 games or something like yeah, that. Yeah, definitely one for the draft board. Yeah. All right, let's move on. No, 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 no. Now, Paddy, Blake Rowley, 631K, break even at 46. What I love about him is there's not a lot of 80-minute hookers left in the NRL. Yep. What I don't like about him is I think he plays a shell of himself. Mm. Adam Flo, I'm actually probably more, I might jump on next year. So I think what he really lacks at the moment is a big front rower that will yeah. give him quick play the balls. Mm. And I think that he's also lacks probably one more big middle to help him out defensively because yeah. essentially he misses, as a smaller body, he's only in like the low 80 kilos. Yeah. Misses a lot of tackles and he can't get a dummy half. Also does have a kicking game that he never uses. Never uses. Have a look at Harry Grant, right? He's the best of the best, right? He runs for 70 metres, kicks for 60 metres. Blakey only, he runs for 47 and kicks for eight. Yeah. <laughs> Like it's not good when you're trying to be the best, yeah, and trying to be fantasy relevant. We've got to compare him against the best. Is a long way, mate. Yeah, I just like so in my draft league, me and one of the boys shout out, shout out to Jakey, call Blake Braley the Enigma because <laughs> for an 80 minute hooker, he's like he can punch out a 30 and then he'll get like a 55, and that's why he always lands year after year at that mid. 40, 42 kind of average. And it's so strange when you're seeing an 80-minute hooker pull out like a 30 and you're like, what just happened to this guy? So I just want to know, like, where is this famous attacking game? Didn't they let go of his brother because they're like, oh, you know, Blake is the 
the attacking wizard. They've had two coach, three coaches since then, <laughs> and he a, hasn't done anything. You know what he'll be space. relevant, Patty? If they ever introduce like good pass, yeah, oh, <laughs> he's man, got a like, really good pass. He's got a great pass. Great That's always got. You know, it's hard to. It, I feel that. His teammates must love him because he's there. He's there. He plays eighty minutes. He plays every game. He's never injured. He literally hasn't missed a game. Like he's he's actually just bulletproof. He's like the opposite of his brother in that respect. He's playing every single game, which is just great. But he just hasn't like this is his first, his fourth full year of first grade coming in full, and that's full year. No injuries. So, no injuries. The only, the only time he was injured was that semi final against the Raiders. Yeah, and they got eliminated anyway. Exactly. So I just I don't know. I just haven't seen. There's just nothing. Like, there's no signs. And you just can't go fantasy-wise with him. You can't go fantasy-wise. And again, from a, a draft perspective, like, he's a late hooker just because he's going to be solid. He's the type of hooker you take if you didn't take one off the board and yeah, you're left with him. Yeah, and it just, is what it is. Yeah, like, you'd still be happy, but... Yeah. Yeah, got to... Yeah, avoid. <laughs> Next guy, Jesse Ramian, 547k. Break even at 40. Now, Paddy, he's broke my heart so many times because yeah. I pick him when he's on a momentum <laughs> run. And then all of a sudden, the momentum run is just (laughs) over, and it just goes downhill. And then he tricks me again, gets my confidence back up for a couple of weeks, and then all of a sudden, I need him to score like a 40 to put me up some ranks, and he scores like a three or something. Or to save you from retirement, this bloke. Yeah. Um, Look, I... uh it's yeah. He's he's actually so he's regressed. I, I put it in our in our notes. He's regressed since twenty twenty two year on year by ten points. So he's dropped five points a year. It's crazy. Like. Well, I guess tackle breaks the rule. Changing. Yeah, the ta- yeah the tackle breaks, but still, I mean, he just I don't know. He he's almost <laughs> for such a flat track bully team. He doesn't really bully the flat tracks every time they play. Paddy, and over a, a three week period last year, he had a high of seventy two and a low of eight. Yeah, that's crazy. You can't be having someone with a low eight. That's like that's ridiculous. And he's at five hundred and fifty k. Like he's just a he's a very like he's a highlight. He's a highlights player when he when he gets it. Do you think that? Do you think um, the only positive I found was he had no suspensions or injuries last year? Yeah, I feel like I feel that when they hit the right side, they hit um, Nikora, and like that's the play, yep. and it doesn't necessarily or the long go ball out. Katoa. Yeah, or the long ball to Katoa. So he, he he's almost frozen out a little bit. I feel that he doesn't get a lot of clean ball at the line. They have kind of two set plays that they like to go with. Well, he's the power runner, right? Yeah. Like, that's so, essentially where he lies. So, I don't know if things change, like if Tricky changes that dynamic or... I mean, probably not. Well, Tricky was going to play on the left, play right? left, yeah. yeah. Nothing really changes. Avoid him. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Everyone just avoid. Now, you've put him on the list and I kind of joined you in the wagon. Braden Trindle, 458k, break even of 33. Now, his last four average with Nico was 41. Over the six games, it's 33. There's no doubt he's got some defensive issues, which was the same thing with Matt Moylan. Only had one try assist, actually, in that time, but did have three tries, which was quite surprising. I actually don't... Look, I expect him to start the season, but they've got two young guns, Dykes and Atkinson, that are putting a lot of pressure on him for that six. Yeah, and I just think with with the data, and to your point there... His his average diff- picked up towards the end, but again, I kind of the way I look at it, what's been working well for them should still work well. And like their best footy was when Moylan was in the six a couple of years ago, and things were just clicking. So for me, I just feel like they need to. They almost went away from that. I feel a little bit last year. I don't know if it's because Moylan was down on confidence, but either way, I feel like from a stats perspective, you can almost copy and copy and paste like what Moylan's output was will probably similar to Tricky's, maybe with a few more kick meters. Yep. So I can't see him averaging 
40 next to such a dominant half. Again, to um, I think to what you said at the the start of the show, if you're watching the trials and their whole dyna- dynamic has changed and like, uh, you know, Tricky's actually playing more of a dominant half role and Hines is running, then yeah, okay, maybe, you know, don't start with Hines and maybe Tricky's an option, but I just feel like he's he's just, he's way too risky yeah. to start with. I think so too. Like we said, probability of that happening, him running the team is pretty low, yeah. but I test is the only thing that's going to help you, but at the moment I would say, I think I side with Paddy here. Like, where are we projecting him out? I'd probably say 30 to 35 would be fair. Yeah, I got him at 32. Yeah, roughly. which yeah, is around his price anyway. Yeah. So, yeah. Let's move on because the Sharkies do have some relevant cashies here, mate. First one's Kyle Iro, 230k break even of 17. Absolute animal, as you've put in your notes here. Last two seasons, mate, he's pretty much 50 he's and it. 48. A guy that can be New South Wales Cup player of the year from the centres must be pretty special. Having watched him a few times, really loved his dad and his uncle back in the day in the 90s as well, man. Yeah. He's got a lot of pedigree. I guess the only thing at the moment, what's going for him right now is Connor Tracy leaving makes him now Connor Tracy. Yes. But where was Connor Tracy actually going to start the season? Yeah, I think... I probably disagree. I know we've been speaking a lot about it. I just feel like they showed their hand last year when it comes to Talakai. Yeah. Like they dropped him and then he came back in out of necessity because it, was, it wasn't it was the um, – oh, I think there was another injury. It, was, it wasn't the – sorry, who's the fullback? Kennedy. Kennedy. It was the game before Kennedy and Talakai came back in. So I feel like they showed their hand and they dropped him yeah. for a reason. And with – um, is it Ido? Is that how you pronounce yeah, it? Ido. Yeah, like – Man, he's just so good. Like he actually, Valentine, he it was like how Valentine Holmes didn't leave Cronulla. No, like I was watching the like even when he was playing at the like for the Cook Islands, like he's just he's like, very good. You player. can tell that if he was to be put into the NRL, he wouldn't be out of place. But we've had a, him on a development contract for like the last four years. I can't believe no one snapped him up. Yeah, like I don't know, I don't know. Like I feel that if they don't blood him or don't give him a a, a shot, then maybe he will look to look to leave. Yeah, what I've been told is that Fitz thinks that a lot of the Sharks' left-edge issues were not coming through Siffer, but were Moylan and Teague Wilton. So if if he was to move, I actually think maybe a left-edge position might be more suited to him than actually coming off the bench. And maybe Teague starts from the bench. Because, again, having a look at a lot of the Sharks' tries, Jesus, Teague was bad in defence at the start yeah. of last year. Yeah. And the thing with Siffer, there's two things that are really working in his favour. Number one, he's got the most try assist out of any centre in the NRL. Yeah, he's good at un- unlocking... Um, and the second one was Gagai, who was also very unselfish. Yeah. So they obviously find their winger, and Dom Young scores a try game. Ronnie's nearly a try game. Mm. So there's no doubt that a big catalyst for the two wingers scoring is their centre actually using him. And the other thing is, he matches up really well. In terms of your big meter readers, you've got your Gagai's, your Holmes, your uh, Herbie. They're the three best. Yeah. And Sifra was only like four metres off them. Yeah. So he actually matches up. He's got a very stu- uh, strong carry, which is obviously a big part of Cronulla's thing, moving the back five, moving the ball straight down the park. So I, I do think he'll be there for round one. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I think um, – I mean, for me, he's the perfect 14 for him. Well, well if, if McInnes is starting. Like, I just think because he covers like, – I don't, I don't disagree. And yeah. And I think the, the perfect game for what you're saying was that Penrith game last year. Yeah. They lost the two wingers. But then they had carried four forwards on the bench. Yeah. Like, Siffer is a middle if he wants to be. Exactly. So that means that 
essentially whoever plays centre, like Iroh would just go onto the wing. Yeah. Like, I think it does cover the team. Yeah, exactly. In terms of bringing balance. middles, yeah. So, look, like, I, I understand if they start with Sifar, like, out of experience and if he has, like, a blinder preseason. Yeah. I just felt like, yeah, that was a massive indicator to me that maybe Fitzy had, had enough and he wanted to to change it up, go with a more traditional outside back and a more traditional, like, someone with a bit more lateral speed. Because that's what Tracy brought to it, right, when he moved to the centres. Yeah. Like, I think that was the thinking. They were getting caught out to the left. And maybe it was because, like, they were collapsing inwards and you had Moyland and, um, and Wilton not doing their role or maybe not communicating as well. But even now, it's still going to be Wilton on the edge. So, or, like, I don't see... I don't know. And Tricky, you're saying, isn't a great defender. Like, how does that, how does that improve yeah, the situation really improve for Sifar? The situation. One game of NRL where he's on, on the left wing. So, a really interesting debut because he scored 47, five errors but 12 tackle breaks. Man. He didn't know that he was playing on the left wing until that morning of the game. Oh, man. He, yeah, he's a talent. Like, I, again, if he, was, if he was walking up to another team, there were so many teams that could use an outside back. Like, the Tigers need to give him a call, this guy. <laughs> like, Absolutely. Like he, it's out of Parramatta. I think, I think the second he's on the team sheet, if it's not for a one-off, like, you've got to put him in your you team. You've got to figure out a way, like which I think, isn't hard. Yeah. Like, he is such a – if he starts this year, he'll be 100% ownership. You'd have to think. It'll be like to. Hopgood ownership, really. Like, you'd have to put him in. He he's yeah he's, he's a tackle again, breaker, if you haven't, yeah, if you haven't seen him line. yeah if you haven't seen him and he's just his body type it's it is made for for fantasy absolutely now next guy Kate Dykes two hundred and fifty k break even of eighteen unfortunately he is coming back from an ACL injury so missed a whole of last year did average forty six in New South Wales Cup in two thousand twenty two had a couple of games his debut only scored fourteen then he had a better game of thirty five against the Tigers there now. He can play between 5'8 and fullback. So I guess with Kennedy and Trindle being first string, he's probably second string in terms of the next guy back up. So definitely someone, especially at 250K, we should be on our radar. Yeah, definitely. Black black Booker. Absolutely. Next one who is kind of like a little bit similar is Daniel Atkinson. Now, he came from the Storm system when he was on development contract. You guys got Lockie Miller in that trade. And then we needed a fullback. (laughs) And, mate, he killed it in New South Wales Cup. Got to be a little bit cautious because we also know Blake Taff kills it in New South Wales yeah. Cup. But this boy has a, a really good skill set. Can play one, six, seven, probably at pinch, can probably play nine. Wouldn't surprise me yeah, if they wow. want to carry uh, a utility on the bench if this guy, you know, yeah. is in the mix. You reckon You reckon they'll do that, the Sharks? Or you reckon they're pretty keen on their four-forward I hate rotation. the four-forward rotation. And yeah. I think they got caught out a few times last year when they had a HIA or something like that. They got, like, decimated in one game, didn't that they? That Penrith game. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, I just... I even um, they just need even for their forwards to be more versatile. That Penrith right. game, they had Jack Williams and Britton Cora in the centres, and Jesse Ramian and Sifra on the wings. <laughs> yeah, Sifra on the wing. Jeez, yeah, it's desperate times. I don't know. Like they just need a like because um, McInnes can only cover hooker. But why do you need right? four middles on the bench? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, there's only three middles in the position. I don't know. Yeah, that's what I'm. Yeah, that's why Sifra should be on that on that bench. Exactly. Yeah. You make yeah. I don't know. But yeah, I would definitely carry a utility. Both, I think, Dykes, mate, all these guys, Eero, Dykes, and Atkinson, keep them all under your radar because I think if any of them get in, I'd be all around them, not only because of price, but just their fantasy relevant games. Yeah. yeah. Mate, I saw Dykes actually when I went to Melbourne for work in October. He was down, he must have been watching Nico's debut in Melbourne yeah. for the Australian games because there was a whole heap of Sharks guys there on that Saturday that I saw at the pub. 
Dykes has put on a lot of size. Yeah, okay. From when I first saw him when he was a rookie. So he's definitely been doing Gearing his gym up. work this year. Yeah. So, yeah. That's good, man. Exciting. Exciting future for the Sharks. They've got a they're very deep roster. Like They've got a very lot of young talent. Roster, for sure. All right, guys. That was the Sharkies. Hope you enjoyed that. Let us know what you think on the social media. Talking League Pod on TikTok, Facebook, and Instagram. Talking League One on Twitter. But we'll be back soon for another team preview. Catch you then.